All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's episode four of the last one, fast one podcast. We got a great guest on tonight. Um, NCAA, two-time NCAA champion, former national high school record holder, Olympic trials qualifier, and, and the list just goes on and on. Um, it would take me forever to keep reading all these. So welcome to the show, Jacob Milacek. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. I'm pumped to be a part of this. Yeah, so let's just start off with um, – What's your introduction to swimming and how'd you, how'd you get into swimming? Gosh, introduction to swimming. So there I was a little five-year-old at the, uh, the local rec pool. My, my brother and sister were lifeguards at is a place in Lincoln called university place pool. And I was a, I was a pool rat. I love just getting sun and just going and playing around with my friends and doing stuff like that. And there was one day where the, uh, the head lifeguard came up to me and she's like, Hey, we have an opening in our team and we really need someone to come help us fill in for a relay spot for our city rec uh, meet at the end of the year or at the end of the summer. And I was like, okay, let's, let's, let's do it. And she's like, well, you can't swim across the pool. And I was like, don't worry. I got this. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll do it. And so my, my brother and sister were involved um, with swimming for quite a while. They swam uh, high school at East and my parents at that point were kind of just like burned out of it. They were just like, they did all the club stuff and they're like, God, we just really hope he doesn't choose swimming as a sport. Maybe he'll hate it. And my <laughs> first practice, I went there and my dad told my mom, he's like, nah, he's, he's going to hate it. We're going to be good. We're going to be smooth sailing. We don't have to do this anymore. And I no more than got on my first practice and I go, that was fun. I can't wait to go back. And that was, that was kind of how it all started. And I started swimming wreck and the next the following fall i got started at heartland aquatics uh here in lincoln and started swimming year round and from there it kind of just took off it was always kind of something that calmed me down i was kind of a fussy baby and my mom always would tell me like the only way i could get you to calm down is if i put you in the bath and that was like kind of my frequency it's always yeah. been the water um so that was kind of how I got my start. And I gradually started to phase out um, baseball and karate. I did those sports as well when I was a kid, but swimming kind of always seemed to be the, uh, the sport that tripped my trigger the most that I found the most challenging and competitive. So gotcha. that was a little bit about how I got my start. At least it yeah. seems forever ago. I guess that was 21 years ago, but <laughs> right. So how, how old were you? Do you think when you, when you first started swimming on this rackley? Oh, uh, I was five years old. So I okay. started swimming in summer of 2001. Okay. If I remember correctly. Dang. Yeah. There we go. And um, what age would you say, like, you really started, like, getting serious, like, when you started doing the year-round thing I could talk about? Uh, so I started swimming year-round HLA when I was six. So I, I had another year where I was kind of still, like, playing baseball and doing karate and stuff like that. And gotcha. about six was when I started to kind of transition to – being more of a full-time year-round swimmer, but I was still doing a lot of different things, a lot of different sports like that. And, and up until about eight years old, that was when I kind of stopped doing all the other sports and just focusing solely on swimming and just delving into that community, into that, um, that skill set. So, um, you know, I, I definitely miss a lot of those sports, but at the same time, I, uh, <laughs> it's a lot easier to just get in the pool and just kind of do your thing. Right, right. So, so you're from Lincoln? I am from Lincoln originally. Gotcha. So you swim for, say, HLA? Is that right? Yeah, I started swimming at HLA. I kind of bounced around a bit. So I 
I started swinging in HLA and then I moved to another club called Lincoln Select okay. when they first formed back in, I think, 2008. So I was from on HLA from like 2002 to like 2007, 2008-ish. And then I okay. transferred to that club. Um, and then, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've been around a bit. Let's put it that way. <laughs> there you go. And then when did you like really start having like success? Like, was it right off the bat or um, when did you realize like you're a lot better than the other kids in the pool? Oh, well, so when I was eight and under, actually, that was kind of when I first started really noticing at least I kind of had a a talent for it and that I can kind of pick it up a little bit more than than most. And uh, (laughs) that was kind of when I would say that I really started to get more entrenched in the swimming world. Uh, when I was, when I was 10, I think I was, it was like, I was like top five nationally in a bunch of okay. different events and stuff like that. So that was kind of like a 10 and under wonder kind of deal. There you go. And, and that was when I really started to notice that, you know, <laughs> this is, this is not only fun, but I'm really good at it. And right, so I yeah. kind of started to take it more seriously and train more. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I was always kind of, I always kind of caught it naturally. I, I, right. It, I went from the first summer I swam wrecked to not being able to swim legal butterfly to the next summer, I think getting second at our city league. Okay. So, there you go. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It always kind of came naturally for me. Gotcha. And did your, um, you say you got older siblings? Yeah, I have a older brother. He's a surgeon out in Oklahoma now. And then I have okay. an older sister and she's here in Lincoln as well. So gotcha. And were they swimmers as well? You said, yeah, they swam at Lincoln East back when Greg Fleming was the coach. So okay. they were, uh, they were way, way back in the day. I think my brother graduated in like 2000 or 2001. So he was okay. gotcha. way, way back. <laughs> so you're swimming the club. Um, when did you first start swimming high school? When did you, did you swim freshman sophomore or was it just your junior year you got into it? No. So that's a, that's a funny story. So I've been, I was homeschooled basically for most of my life, actually. Um, So I didn't start off my first two years of high school, swimming high school, because I didn't, I was just doing online schooling, right? And so I was planning on going to Southwest, but Lincoln is a weird town. And they were like one of two towns in like the entire country that didn't accept my accredited, like online high school credits. So I was like, okay, if I want to go to like a a high school, I can't do it in Lincoln. Otherwise, I'm going to have to repeat a bunch of different grades. So it just kind of worked out. My brother was going to UNMC uh, in Omaha and he had an apartment there. And it just kind of worked out that my junior year, we decided, and really it was me because I I thought at that point, I really needed a little more socialization to just get used to the real world and be prepared for college if I was going to continue to progress and think towards college swimming. And so I ended up getting an apartment or living with my brother in that apartment for two years there while I went to Creighton Prep. And he's probably one of the toughest roommates I ever had. So <laughs> so you're in high school and, you're, and your parents live back in Lincoln and you're all yep. the way in Omaha. Yeah. Um, training at, or you're swimming for Creighton Prep. Yep. And how, would, how, did, that, um, how did that first year go, your junior year? Well, uh, the first couple of months were, I mean, it was a, it was a shock to the system, needless to say. I mean, going yeah. from homeschooled to being in a high school and then trying to compete on a high school team and just dealing with all the other stuff that people that age deal with, it was, 
it was a lot to adjust to, but I, you know, I, it was just one day at a time kind of attitude, just taking things step by step, process by process. And I think that was effect- effectively for me, that was when I kind of started to learn that skill of just taking things bit by bit. But my junior year went really well. Um, gotcha. I actually kind of took off in terms that was like one of my big breakout years. Um, and I think that's just I owe a lot of that to the, uh, the team atmosphere that Tom Beck and Creighton Prep created for me. Um, but I'm trying to remember, I think I, I set like. I don't know, four or five state records that year. And I, yeah. I won four gold medals. And that was kind of the, that was kind of the beginning of that, I guess, golden era for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> you go on to a uh, junior year, f- five records. So how many senior year? I mean, cause Nebraska state record board, you look on that thing and you've got ev- almost all of them. <laughs> it's <laughs> talk, like, yeah. Talk about the, the national high school record, it was your senior year, right? Yeah, yeah. And because um, I actually – I remember I remember watching this thing. I was probably um, – let's see. I was probably in seventh grade and or sixth or seventh grade. And you said it in the prelims, right? Yep. Yep. So I actually remember I was like – I was watching on my computer. I had the live stream <laughs> going. I was like, this is crazy. This guy's from Nebraska. <laughs> um, so talk, uh, talk about setting that – national high school record and like what that was like and like the attention you got from around the United States man that was a that was a heck of a journey so the year before I it's kind of weird how my stroke I guess proficiency kind of changed throughout my career but before I got to high school and before I started some prep I was mainly a backstroker and that summer that I was getting ready to go to prep I went to a junior national meet and I actually got fourth in the hundred meter breaststroke. And my coach was like, Tom was like, wow, like you're a good breaststroker. We should really explore this. And so I started developing my breaststroke um, that whole junior year. And I think I went, I was like 55 or something. So I would have broken at that time. Dave Anderson's record was 56 one. Mm-hmm. So I would have broken that record. I think I did break it in a dual meet. I was like 55, nine or something, but I ended up going 55. Oh, at our, our LSC meet. And I remember watching, it was, uh, I think it was Connor Hoppy, Nick Silverthorne and someone else. I don't remember his name, but they all at went 53, like 53, six at California state high school. And I remember saying to myself, I want to beat that. Like, I want to beat these California kids. And I want to show basically the country that some dude from Nebraska can, not only compete with these kids in Florida and California, but you can beat them. And so that was kind of my goal for the whole off season in the summer going into my senior year. And I was working my breaststroke. I kind of actually completely retooled my stroke that whole summer and ended up getting, I think like fifth or sixth at junior nationals again. So I did really well. I dropped another two seconds in that long course. Um, But leading up to that, that was a, I wrote it on a piece of paper and I gave it to Tom and I said, this is what I want to do this year. I didn't say anything. I just gave him the piece of paper. I folded it up and he looked at it and he goes, all right, let's do it. And so that whole year was basically me just trying to take my training to another level and just trying to pace things way better and just trying to focus on the details of my race and all that, getting stronger, getting a little bit more fitness in the gym and stuff like that. And so when the race came, actually the day of the race, I, <laughs> I kind of started to, I guess, distance myself from the record and just focusing on it just to kind of not put so much pressure on it. 
and the day of the race came the first day of state came and i just remember being like super nervous just like oh my gosh this meet is here everything you've been working for it's here and i ended up starting off the meet really well with my 200 im i was like 145 or something like that which was a pretty big drop for me but i was I was still really nervous going into that hunter breaststroke. And at the there, right before the, the breast, there's always the, the two free relay right before that. And so I was getting in the pool, warming up for the, the breaststroke while the prelims 200 free relay was going. And one of our, uh, I guess it was one of the prelim swimmers on that relay flinched on the start and they called disqualification and they, they had to review it because there was a flash. And so, I just remember my coach coming up to me and just being like, don't worry. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Cause I was going to be on that relay the next day. And it was like, another one of my goals was to go six for six gold or six state records with four gold medals. That was mm-hmm. kind of my goal for the state meet. And so it was like a wild kind of course of events that this whole crowd at Devaney was cheering the, on the fact that prep got disqualified. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the collective we hate prep, yada, yada, yada kind of right. story. And they ended up uh, reviewing the disqualification and they overturned it. And they said there was a flash preps back in the race. And yeah. the entire, yeah. entire, uh, like the entire pool erupted in a chorus of booze. Right. And I just remember sitting there next to Tom <laughs> and he's just like, he's just shaking his head and he looks at me and he goes, I want you to show them, or I want, I gotta, I gotta word this properly. He, he said something along the lines of show them or hold on. It was a really profound statement. It was something, it was along the lines of, I want you to see if they cheer as loud for a national record as loud as they just booed us. Okay. (laughs) And I just remember hearing that and it just, it was like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do this for my team. And so I got up on the blocks and it was like in that moment, everything just kind of vanished. You know, those races that people talk about where you just tune everything out and you just go. And it was like, it's exactly how it was. I don't remember that race. I just remember touching the wall and just seeing the time and seeing everyone go crazy. And that was, yeah. uh, that was a heck of a moment. That's for sure. <laughs> so you, um, so you didn't start swimming high school till your junior year. So like, my only question is, what did like the recruiting process look like for you? Because typically they start sending you like mm-hmm. in that summer. Right. Right. So I was still getting like recruiting mail as a sophomore. They could still see my times, but I just wasn't as well, I guess, known just because um, I didn't have any high school to really back it up. Um, but I still was going to junior national meets and stuff like that. So I was still getting some exposure and stuff along those lines. But Really, the high school was when I started getting a lot more looks. I was instead of getting letters from you know smaller schools, it was Auburn, it was Stanford, it was Michigan, Ohio State, like a lot of these different schools. Actually, one of the Auburn coaches visited me during a, a dual meet at Millard South, and it was like a really cool thing. It was like, okay, you know, now I'm starting to kind of feel like I'm getting a lot more exposure and right. stuff like that. But it was uh, it was fast and furious the recruiting process after I got into high school. It was like amplified like tenfold (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um what was going back to that record um what was the previous do you remember how much you got the record by 
I, it was Andrew Selskar's record, and he was like mm-hmm. 53 34 or something. Okay, so you, you took a nice chunk out of there. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I was technically the first swimmer or first 18 and under swimmer under 53 seconds in the okay. rest. Gotcha. So, yeah, Luke was talking about the recruiting process. Um, were you come? I know you went to Auburn to start. Were you committed uh, before your senior year to go to Auburn? No. See, that's, that's a weird thing that kind of started my maybe freshman, sophomore year in college was uh-huh. the early commitment from men. Usually okay. it was the girls that would commit early and the guys would usually wait till their senior year. But something kind of changed where every guy started to really want to take trips their junior year. Right. And they had to kind of retool everything. But for me, I didn't commit until – October of my senior year. Okay. Gotcha. So, and what was it that um, stood out about Auburn that made you want to go there? Honestly, it was, it was like my dream school. Yeah. I had, I had grown up watching like the swimmers like Cesar Cielo and Fred uh-huh. Bosquet and those kind right. of guys. And I was like, that's the kind of swimmer I want to be. I want to swim for Auburn. I want to go fast. Auburn, so it, yeah. Auburn still has the two free relay record, don't they? Yeah. I don't know how that record still exists, but it was in the era of the suits and you had Fred and you had uh, Gideon Lowe and all those kind of guys that were on it. It's a fast record. It's, it's faster than people think. Right. Right. So, all right. So let's transition in into your first year at Auburn. You're, you're coming off the, the national high school record. You're um, you're probably at, is that was the national high school record, like kind of the all time high in high school for you? Yeah, easily. So what's um, what's that like going from that to going to Auburn where you're you're swimming with the big dogs now? Oh, man, that was a big transition. I'm not going to lie. It was (laughs) coming off like you were just talking about coming off a big high like that. I almost had kind of felt like, well, I just did everything I wanted to do, you know, and it took me a while to kind of transition my my thinking to high performance in college. And that was one of the big wake up calls was not being the big fish in the little pond anymore, but being a big fish in a really big ocean Mm -hmm. and racing guys that are Olympians and competing against guys that are NCAA champions every day. That was, that was a big wake up call for me. And just to kind of get my head in a different form of thinking and just really start pushing myself to the next level. Auburn was a tough, tough, challenge for me i mean the whole time it was but that first year especially was very very difficult in terms of transitioning different types of training just getting used to college getting used to a whole new different system and just a whole new different way of competing you know a dual meet in high school is a lot different than a dual meet in college where you're basically competing against every single meet guys who are olympians and you know world record holders even so it's it's definitely a wild transition period just to kind of get used to. Right. Right. And what are NCAAs like your uh, freshman year in 2015? So my freshman year was kind of marred with just transitioning. That was really the biggest thing, getting used to just the, the like unbelievable forms of training. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Some of those sets that I would do, but, Really, I was I was struggling hardcore my freshman year, dual meets and everywhere. I just I just couldn't really get the hang of it, and I was really overtrained. And I think we had a dual meet at the in like the middle of January. It was against mm-hmm. Mizzou, and I was swimming really slow. And my coach just came up to me and is like, "I'm resting you until 
we get to secs which was like five or six weeks away i was like okay i guess i'm doing free fall taper and so i rested for like a month month and a half and i ended up having like a break huge breakout meet at secs i qualified for ncs and the, the two i am the 53 the 100 free and the 100 breast and i i just like had a really great kind of break out into the scene as a freshman and so I was, I was riding really high going into that first NCAAs and trying to continue to kind of build off of that momentum that I had just kind of like gathered really quickly. And I was way too overcooked. I was really overrested. And NCAAs was a little rough my freshman year, but it was a great experience. It's, I mean, it was in Iowa City and a lot of my good friends came to watch and Tom even came to watch. And I think that was probably one of the best learning moments for me is just kind of getting used to being like okay it's not going to come easy it's not going to be like it was in um you know at state where you could just kind of come in and beat everyone and be the best you got to really work at this so that was leading up to ncaa's 2015 it was i had a lot of high expectations i think i was seated like top 10 in a couple events so i was Mm -hmm. hoping to score and didn't quite get there but had some pretty good relays and I think I came away with four all American, all Americans. So okay, gotcha. And um, what's a what's a pre race routine look like for? Uh, I forgot. I skipped over this this question. Um, my good friend Eric. He's he when I was a freshman, he was a senior. So okay, he graduated in 2015. But he wanted me to ask you. Um, I don't know if he's just playing with me or if this is true, but I'm gonna do it. Um, shredding the air guitar behind the blocks in high school. Oh yeah. So I, I have a, I still have that little roller stick. It's like a massage stick. Yeah. And I would always have my headphones on and I would be jamming out to some sort of metal and just playing on my little roller stick and just jamming out. I was, I was kind of crazy in high school. I would, I would get really animated on deck and just have fun and I'd be like pretending to sing and all this different (laughs) stuff. And I I was well known for my antics in high school of just being like crazy and just all over the place with music. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, I had to hit that one because I realized (laughs) Eric would have been mad at me. So you're coming off the the NCAA's 2015. Um, What's what's 2016 look like? Are you still all in on Auburn? Yeah, I actually doubled down even more because my coaches came up to me and they're like, I think you you had a great year, but we just need to take it to the next level. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do everything perfectly this year. I'm going to I'm going to eat hundred percent clean. I'm going to go above and beyond in terms of training. I'm going to basically just do everything I didn't do last year. Cause I was, it took me a long time to transition. And a, a lot of cases I was just kind of like trying to survive and stay afloat for that first bit. But I ended up staying in the summer and I didn't take any time off going from the NCA meet to uh, off season training. And I was doing doubles every day <laughs> and I, I got to the point where I was so overtrained. I was like, I was having severe like anxiety attacks. I was like having hormonal issues. My hair was falling out. I, I was a mess. Like I had insomnia. I was severely depressed and it was just mm-hmm. not good. So yeah. I ended up having to go back home uh, to get my wisdom teeth out. And I ended up staying back home for about two and a half weeks, which it was a needed little reprieve. Uh, <laughs> and I ended up going back and, the summer was rough that summer. I did not have a good summer, but I was still all in and I was still focused on making this the best it could be. And I was 
solely determined that it was going to work at all costs, basically. And sophomore year started off pretty well. I think it it started off better than I, I guess I remembered, but, um, you know, it went pretty well to begin with. And then it just kind of started to slowly take a turn for the worst. The team atmosphere really started to kind of devolve and the coaches weren't really listening to me in terms of different things that I needed and just of how I like my body operates and stuff like that. And I just got in a really dark place and sec was, was really rough my sophomore year. I did not do well at all. And at that point I had finished with the conference meet and I wasn't even sure if I was going to continue to swim at that point. Mm -hmm. I was, um, I was just in a really bad place and I, I needed to just take some time to just figure things out. And I didn't qualify individually for NCAAs that year. So I was kind of like, okay, well, they won't even probably take me to the, the meet. So I'll just have this time to kind of figure out where I'm going in my life, basically. But they ended up actually taking me to the meet. And that was where I, I, I had a bit of a rebound. I was, I think I split 18 or something on the two free relay again. So I was kind of back to where I was previously in terms of the sprints, but I was still really off in some other events. Uh, but I still ended up getting two uh, NCAA All-Americans, which was making the best out of a bad situation. At that right. point, I was, that's all I was trying to do was just make the best of a bad situation. Gotcha. Um, so NCAA is finished up. And again, I wasn't really sure if I was going to continue to swim. I really had to think about what I was going to do. Um, and really, it wasn't until about probably two weeks before the semester ended that I was just, I decided that I was going to leave Auburn and I ended up leaving and deciding that I was going to take a gap year just to figure things out since the NCAA allots you five years to complete four years of eligibility. So I figured that would be a good use of my time and just to see if I could even enjoy swimming again and have fun with the sport. So. Yeah. And I, on that, so you take that gap year, um, so you, I saw it, you swam Olympic trials in 2016, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And you come off that and then you take that gap year. Who are you training with on that gap year? So that gap year, it was kind of a mishmash. It was mostly Tom, but that period of high school that, uh, he coaches prep, it was me. Okay. <laughs> it was actually me doing most of the training and I was writing all my own sets and stuff like really? that. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, so, I saw it. You, did you have a pretty good year that year? It looks like your, your times were pretty solid on that, um, that off year. Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was one of my best meets ever was that sectional meet that I went to. It was huh. one of the best meets I think I've ever had in my life. And it just a combination of just focusing on really good technique and just kind of having the ability to do stuff that really fit me and just kind of have that freedom to, create my own kind of program, I think really helped just kind of get me to the next level. And so that was, that was a really big moment in my career, just kind of transitioning to the next part and focusing on how am I going to get to the next level? And it, I had some really big drops. I, I still don't know how it happened because I was, I was convinced I was out of shape and I was going to swim so slow about like three days before that race. I was feeling terrible and in a huge taper funk, um, but it ended up paying off. So, absolutely, absolutely. And what's so you're trying to? Are you looking to transfer at that point? 
um, in that, that off period or mm -hmm. um, you get your name in the portal? What's, what's that look like? So back then they didn't actually have transfer portals. It was a lot more convoluted. You actually had to go through like the compliance office and the head coach to get permission just to get released and to leave the team. Basically okay. it wasn't like it is now where you can just put your name in and be automatically able to transfer anywhere. So after Auburn happened, uh, that summer I, I swam Olympic trials and I ended up not resting for the meet just to just get some experience. So I swam really bad, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. It was great just being on deck and just being at Olympic trials. It was an incredible experience. And I really, I really attribute that to kind of the metamorphosis of getting the fun of swimming back. Right. That was the meet where it was like in Omaha, just around all these stars and just the way Omaha always dressed the meet up. It was like, Right. I almost kind of got my confidence back and just got like that, that fire back in my belly. And so that summer I started talking to NC state a little bit and talking to a bunch of other schools and I ended up taking a recruiting trip uh, to NC state in August. And then I ended up committing there three weeks later in that September of 2016. So I was already at that point. Uh, I, by the time that sectional meet rolled around, I was already committed to NC state and I already kind of had a direction of, where I wanted to be and what I wanted to focus on. And at, you know, at that point it was like a no brainer. Uh, NC state was a sprint powerhouse. They were sprint freestyle, which I really loved. And that's kind of always where my heart led me was the sprints. And um, with guys like Ryan held and Justin Russ and a bunch of other Olympians, it was, it was a hard thing not to, not to take up. So hard, hard to not want to go there. <laughs> So, uh, you, oh yeah. So, um, you take, what does the training look like at NC state? Y'all are, um, so obviously you're saying sprint freestyle. What, uh, other events did you swim and train for? So at, at state, actually my, my, really my first semester, I kind of did everything. I was like training to be like a hundred IM, 200 IM, or that was the way that their whole training was laid out. And I kind of started to focus a little bit more on the sprint free the second semester when there was a little bit of a gap, um, that, the team needed in terms of being filled for like the eight free relay, the four free relay and the two free relay. And that was kind of when I started diving more into sprint free, but for the most part, I, I tried to kind of stay versatile throughout my entirety of NC state. I kind of trained for everything, including the hundred breast, the hundred back, the hundred fly, the two IM, 200 free, all that kind of stuff. So then you, uh, so for NC state, you go to ACCs in 2018, uh, what events do you swim there and like, uh, times, how, how are you feeling? How'd it go? So that, um, my junior year was really good. I was like, it was kind of like a, a revamp year where I felt like I had some mojo back and I was, I was swimming fast. I was having fun. I was doing well, but that year we kind of experimented with not resting me for NC. So I would, didn't sell out fully because at that point, mid season, I, I had a time that was probably going to be safe enough to get me into the meet. So they weren't too concerned about it. Um, but that, that uh, they underrested me. So I had a little bit more in the tank for NCAA. So I went in and I was not fully rested and I, I'm not gonna lie that first day, two days, I got pretty punched in the mouth. I was, I wasn't really prepared like I normally would be in terms of being tapered rested. I didn't shave down anything like that. And so those first couple of days were, were real tough. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I was not, on my game and I was having a little bit of a, a tough time, but 
I just remember my coaches came up to me and they're just like, every day we're going to get a little bit better. Every race is going to be better. You're going to get more rested as the meet goes on. Be patient. Your team's behind you. Just relax. So you're and, feeling like, oh, go for oh, it. No, go ahead. No, I was I was going on to something else. So you continue. Oh no, you're good. I was just gonna, I was gonna continue with, uh, yeah. So the the third day came. It was the hundred breast, and I swam not so good in the morning. I didn't make the A final, and I just remember being incredibly frustrated. And I took a, a plastic water bottle and just out of just out of just being purely mad, I just chucked it against the wall, and it just blew up. <laughs> um wasn't around anyone so no one got to see yeah. it ex- except ryan ryan held was the only one okay. that actually got to see it and he came up to me later and he's like hey dude i just want you to know i know things aren't going your way but just trust trust in us and he said tomorrow night we're gonna have a lot of fun and i don't know what it was but just having ryan come up to me and just voice his um just voice that positive you know, positive bombardment, I think was what kind of got me to get out of my mental funk mm-hmm. and it kind of helped my mind and body get more in sync. And that night I ended up winning the B final in the hundred breast. And it was kind of like things started to turn around and then we ended up winning the foreign medley relay and I won an ACC championship. So that was pretty cool that night. And then the next day was my big race. It was the hundred free. And at that point there were so many people that were swimming fast. I, my time from mid season wasn't safe anymore. So I was like, there was a lot of pressure to qualify for NC. So I could get in the meet and score individual points there. And I just, I was freaking out about it. And I was like, man, I got to just get a little bit faster. I just got to get like a couple hundred faster so I can just get into that spot. So I can get into the meet. And I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and I just thought to myself, man, I'm making this way too hard. I'm just going to go out there. I'm just going to make it. I'm just going to get the A cut. Like stop making this so hard on yourself. So I got up on the blocks and ended up going, I think it was like 42-0 and ended up getting the A cut. And I was, it was, it was a big celebration and just a lot of just release from all the years at Auburn and just everything. It was just like, I felt so validated and vindicated. And it was just like, that was the moment. That was what I needed. And so that night we ended up going one, two, three, four on the hundred free. And I went under 42 for the first time, which was pretty cool. And we set the American record in the 400 free relay too. So that was our first American record was at ACC's. Wow. So you guys go one, two, three, and four. You, you clear the yep. board at ACC. Yep. Wow. Y'all are, you know what? Take a step back for a second. It's actually funny. You say like only one guy saw you. Paul has it down on the notes. It's tomahawking a water bottle. Yep. <laughs> it, it is, I don't know where Paul's finding this information, but he's got it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I tomahawked it in the wall, and he, uh, he came up to me. And he's like, Jacob, just I want you to know we, we have total faith in you, and you're going to get it tonight yeah. and have a lot of fun tomorrow. So Yeah, yeah. you did a complete 180. It was, that's insane. <laughs> so then you, then you had to NCAAs and 41-5 in the 100 free. It's like, holy, what were you – what was going through your mind? Man, that that meet, the NCAA meet was crazy. Yeah, so like after we set the American record at ACC's, it was kind of just gravy from there. From there, then I started to get a lot more rest and we actually like fully tapered. So I was ready to go for NCAAs. And that was kind of a funny meet because I actually swam the 800 free relay on that meet. And I had not trained to do the 200 free and I had not 
swam the 200 free at all that whole season, let alone I'd never been on an eight free relay in college. And so Braden came up to me about two weeks before the meet and he goes, listen, Jake, he said, we won this relay last year. We set the NCAA record. I do not want to lose that race again. And so he came up to me, he goes, I'm going to put you on it. And I go, okay. I was like, do you trust me? He's like, I trust you with my life. And so Braden put me on that eight free relay. And it was kind of a secret. It was kind of like, uh, he didn't tell anyone. No one knew they thought it was going to be another kid. And so that, that race, um, showed up and I was so dang nervous. I just remember being like behind the blocks with Texas next to me and Indiana next to me. And then all these great teams and just thinking like, Oh my gosh, like, how am I going to go ahead and like compete against all these guys? Like these guys are crazy and I'm here and I've never done this, this race in college or this relay in college. And I, w- I was going third and my friend Andreas came up to me cause he was, uh, he was anchoring and he just goes, you're going to be just fine, dude. We're here behind you. And it was like, that kind of settled me into the meet and just made me realize like, this is, these are my friends. Like I'm swimming with my friends and competing with my friends. And that was, that was what started the meet off was we ended up not only winning the, the eight for really, but we broke the NCAA record. And it was like totally unexpected considering that we had lost one of our main guys who went 130 the year before. And so that was kind of what set that meet in motion and kind of gave me the, the juice to get moving. But that last day on the four, the 400 free relay and the hundred free day. Um, again, I was, I was feeling pretty punk. I was pretty tired. I had some big event load by that time. And that race came along in prelims and I was in Ryan's heat. Again, it's kind of a common theme with Ryan and I kind of having really good mojo together, but I just remember thinking, all right, Ryan, you're going to have to carry me this morning. Cause I'm going to need every, every bit of it. And, in the morning, I felt absolutely terrible, but I ended up going 41-7, qualifying sixth for, for the night, which was pretty big for our team because we ended up going three up in that 100 free, and that was the first time NCA or NC State has ever had more than two people in a, in a final before, so it was kind of historic for us. Um, but that night, it was, it was awesome. We, we had Anton win the, the mile. We had Andreas win the 200 fly, and then – Ryan, Justin, and I went two, three, five in the hundred free. That was when I went 41, five. And after that, we, we ended up setting the American record again. And it was just like, it was kind of a storybook meet. Cause you know, I, I, I it was kind of Ryan, Justin, and I were like the triumvirate of hundred freestyle that year, every meet we went to, whether it was invite conference or uh, just a random meet, we always would go one, two, three, like, almost all the time. So it was really cool to finish that hundred free off going two, three, five, being in the same heat as him racing guys like Townley Haas, Santo Condorelli, Caleb, when he went 39 for the first time, that was pretty wild. <laughs> so. Wow. And um, what's it, how many relays did you swim in that, in that, what relays were you all on, on the, in 2018? My junior year in 2018, I was on five different relays. So I swam the two medley, the two free, the four medley, uh, the four free, and then the eight free. Wow. So you swimming, you got a load. You got a full load at, at, that, at that meet. And um, talk about a little bit more about that 400 freestyle relay, which is still the American record 
today. Yep. And um, you split a forty-one oh two. Absolutely cranking. Um, what what's it like to have an American record that's still the fastest <laughs> in history today? How does that feel? Man, it's it's a crazy a crazy experience. You know that relay we actually went two forty four twice. Not a lot of people kind of realize that because I guess now they do things differently where it's only a finals relay, but right. back then at least it was prelim finals. So we actually right. swam that relay in the morning and we went two forty four seven, broke that American record. I think we went two forty five six, so we almost broke it by a whole second in the morning with a completely different lineup. It was still me, Ryan and Justin, but we had another kid. His name was Mark who was from Iowa actually. And so it was a pretty big deal, but that morning relay, when we broke the American record the first time, uh, Braden came up to us and he's like, guys, listen, be safe. Let's just make it in the finals, qualify it like third, <laughs> save it for tonight. And so, you know, we get up on the blocks and I, I see Ryan take off and he, he turns at the first 50 and he flips at 19.5 and I go, hmm, that's not taking it easy. All right. <laughs> and so Ryan's barreling into the wall and I'm going second at this point. So I'm like, okay, well, if Ryan's going to go fast and I, I sure can't go fast or I can't go slow. And so I split 41 like 08 in the morning and the second kid who was, or the, the Mark who was taking Coleman's place to give Coleman a little bit of a rest for the morning ended up going 42, two. And he was really fast. And Justin's like, well, I can't go slow either. So he ended up splitting 40.3 and we, we went two forty four seven to start the morning off. And it was like, how did that just happen? Like we just were kind of like playing around basically. And we ended up, breaking the American record by a full second that actually we broke the NCAA record in the morning. Cause it was Texas's. They were like two forty five three or something like that. Mm-hmm. But at night it was, it was basically magic. You know, we were, we were rolling. It was, everyone was winning championships and people were swimming so fast. And Bobby just came up to us who is my sprint coach. And he just goes, guys, I'm not even going to use a watch. I'm just going to enjoy this. And Damn. so we, we got up on the blocks and I just, kind of remember turning my brain off and just savoring the moment, like watching Ryan finish, watching Justin finish swimming in the same leg as Caleb and wondering, wow, who's that guy in the blue suit that's starting to catch me. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't think I'm going that slow and getting in touching and being like, Oh, that was Caleb. That was why he was, you know, swimming pretty fast. And then watching Coleman barrel into the wall and finish the meet off. It was, it was surreal. I mean, it was, it was one of the most vindicating moments of my career because I had gotten a lot of heat for transferring from Auburn. A lot of people were, you know, making comments and saying stuff like, ah, he's, he's done. He's not gonna, he's not gonna make anything. It's, it's over. And so there was a lot of pressure to just kind of almost validate myself for making the right decision to transfer. And it just kind of all aligned. It was one of those like storybook moments that you always remember. And to think that it still stands today, it's, I think a lot of people underestimate how hard it is to finish the meet off with a 400 for relay. And, right. you know, uh, uh, despite how fast NCAAs was this year, it, I think that was kind of the thing that I really noticed and appreciated more. So is just like that record was really special. Like it was, uh, everything just kind of came into a line and I'm, I'll always remember it. So. Absolutely. Jeez. So with your, uh, that was your junior year, your junior year was like just flying high. So like, <laughs> How do you how do you keep it going on senior year? Yeah, so senior year I I kept the momentum up that whole summer. I had a really great summer. I was training really well. 
had one of the best summers of my life, really, um, just in terms of swimming, in terms of just mental place, like everything. And so that senior year, I was the second returning, I guess, right behind Justin in terms of returning top times for the 100 free. So I was looking to get an individual title that year and, you know, looking at cementing my spot in terms of college and challenging for that. And things were going really well. I was swimming really, really well that whole, really that whole first semester. I was ranked number one in the country in November and in the Hunter Freestyle. And we were just having a lot of fun. I was just really enjoying swimming. I felt like I kind of finally got some pep to my step. Felt like I was really clicking with everything. Um, my coaches came up to me that it was that January and they're like, you know, Jacob, the way you're training, you're going to go 47 in the hundred freestyle. You're going to win NCAAs. You're going to, you're going to win a championship. And then disaster struck about three days before ACCs, I ended up getting a flu. Mm. And that was, that was devastating. I, I ended up losing like 10, 15 pounds in a span of like 10 days and had to swim the whole ACCs with like a fever and stuff. And that really, really hurt a lot. <laughs> right. So that's, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you swim NCAAs or did you take it off just cause it wasn't? No, I, so that again, it was, it was kind of a mess. Cause like I got sick at real, a really bad time. Cause we were also kind of in a tight spot for ACC championships. And so they kind of needed every point they could get. And I swam a full load of events and I was, I was very sick. I was not well. And it was, it was not, not good for me mentally, physically, anything like that. And it really, it it really destroyed a lot of the confidence that I had been building up for that two year stretch from my gap year to the first year at NC state. And again, it was another thing where the hundred free, it looked like mid season, I was going to be fine in terms of like my, my placement. Um, but a lot of people at conference swam really fast times in the hundred free. So I was kind of on the bubble. And at that point, Bobby was like, well, you know, we really need to continue to kind of rest you for the last chance meet the next week so that you can get into NCAAs. And we kind of focused on that, continued to rest. And I went a couple hundreds faster, but with the way NCAA swimming is, if you go nine, one hundreds faster and like a hundred freestyle, you move up like five places. So I ended up moving up enough so I was safe and I qualified individually for the meet. Um, but I did end up swimming uh, NCAAs my senior year. It just was just kind of a little bit of a rougher time. <laughs> so, like, junior year was kind of like climax. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, after college, so that was, what, 2018, 20, or was that 2019? My senior year was 2019. And were you done um, with NC State then? That was – um, or did you continue training with him for a little bit? No. So, uh, so after NC's my, uh, senior year, I wasn't really sure if I even was going to continue to swim. I, again, I was kind of like at a crossroads of like, do I continue to do this? Do I not? Um, but I took about three weeks off and decided like, okay, I'm going to give it another shot. Let's, let's focus on trials. Let's see if we can't make the Olympic team. And so that summer I, kind of ended up doing a little bit of different training. Bobby trained me a lot differently, a lot lower. Everything was a lot lower volume, a lot higher intensity. And it, it ended up working really well. I went 48 and 100 free best time ever. And I went the best time in the 50. So things were looking pretty good. <coughs> um, and then 
I just continued to train with Wolfpack Elite until really COVID hit, and then that all kind of got messed up. So, yeah, talk uh, talk a little bit about COVID. So, COVID hits you. You're still kind of in the full swing of training. You're you're swimming well. You're going 48A to smoking time. Where do you go from there? What's COVID look like? Well, again, it was you know at that point it was like I didn't really know what was going to happen. So I, I ended up coming back home because I wasn't sure what was going to happen in Raleigh, what was going to happen with anything with swimming. So I ended up moving out of Raleigh, uh, when COVID hit and I came back home. Um, and again, I I wasn't sure if I was going to, you know, even continue to train. And so I just, you know, I, I stayed fit. I stayed in the water here and there and I, lifted weights and all that but it wasn't really until like like september that i really started to commit and be like okay like we're gonna train for trials now so gotcha so you so you continue swimming are you in omaha then when you're training for trials since yeah it, it was honestly the second time around i, I kind of actually basically trained myself almost the whole time this time gotcha uh tom didn't have as much involvement just because it was way harder to get up and just drive to and fro and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it was basically me swimming in a, in a three lane pool with all the old ladies in the morning and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, writing my own sets and all that kind of stuff. So wow. yeah, that's, I can't imagine the amount of discipline to, to put yourself through, through a hell and back and, and with no one else there except <laughs> for the people doing 80 year olds doing water aerobics in the deep end. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's the second time I've done that too. So it's it was even harder the second time around. But. Right. So you go to trials. So you go into trials. Is it like this is it? Um, no matter what. Like, were you planning basically? I was starting to feel pretty burnt out by that time, honestly. Yeah. And I I didn't really get. I I probably way overrested. I I gave myself like a month of taper, and I probably didn't need that much. Right. And so I was pretty overcooked by then. I was training really well. I was swimming really fast, but you know, it just with meets like that, it's just, everything kind of has to click. But I, I was to the point where it's just like, I've been doing this for so long and it just, it just, it starts to feel like a job and that's not how right. swimming should be. It should feel like it's something you want to do. And so I was just planning on making that kind of my, my Kumbaya, whatever, whatever yeah. happens. So so gotcha. that ends. What's it? Um, what's it like? Um, not swimming. I saw you got into into coaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did that happen? So uh, yeah, I'm, right now I'm a assistant at Omaha, so I help coach the men's and women's team. Um, but I, like I said, I wasn't really sure where I was going to go and what I was going to do after the trials. Uh, things kind of got really wonky with just the world, I guess, really. So I was just like, man, I don't, I don't really know what, where I'm going to go, what I'm going to do. And so I, I got a couple offers from a couple different high school teams in Lincoln. Um, actually, I was planning on moving out to Charlotte to coach at Swim Mac. That was mm-hmm. kind of going to be my next gig. I had it all lined up, but the, the coach there ended up stepping down. And so that kind of officially ended that endeavor which was which was a bummer i was i was really excited to move back out to the east coast and get to work with a you know a great program in swim mac but fortunately that kind of dematerialized but like i said i ended up having a 
an old friend who I was training with while when I'd come up to Omaha here and there. And he's actually on the team now, but his name's Cody. And he's like, yo, Jake, you know, if you're not doing anything, we'd love to have you just like come help us out a couple times a week just to, you know, give us some stroke technique work, stuff like that. So I called the head coach Todd up and we started talking and I was like, you know, I think this is going to be like a good fit for me. Just, I have the ability to kind of be there when I want to be and not be there and just have a little more freedom because of that, you know, I still was pretty burnt out with everything and just kind of wanted to be away from swimming, but I wanted to be involved in swimming. So it was kind of like a weird, a weird position for me. Um, but yeah, I started getting involved with the team and this was our uh, inaugural year for the men's program. So it was, it was pretty big. This is the only men's D one team in Nebraska. And it's the first time this is, we've had a men's team and that's been D one in 20 years, 20 plus years in Nebraska. So it was a pretty big deal and an, a huge honor to be a part of. Um, but yeah, I started coming up and getting more involved and doing a lot more stuff. Uh, my role with Omaha is it's ma- mainly technique work. I don't really do a lot of any of the programming. I just do a lot of the technique work, a lot of culture building, a lot of, I run the social media page, actually. That was one thing that just kind of happened. So a lot of stuff that I'm, I'm not usually, I don't usually do more creative stuff um, that I've really focused on with Omaha, but we've got a really great team and it's a great group of kids and it's been a lot of fun. So. Gotcha. Yeah. You guys balled out. I saw the, some, there were some fast times that yeah. team dropped. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Our first, uh, our inaugural race at our conference championship meet, we won the two medley relay. Sweet. So that was uh, that was a pretty cool experience. I bet. Uh, Paul, you want to, you got any final questions? I only have a couple, but I'll let you go first. All right. So we're starting a new thing. I, I got this from another podcast I listened to, but I, I put my own thing on it. The 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 who's the coolest person you swam with um, throughout your whole career? Like it can be practice and a meet. Um, who do you think? Oh gosh, that's a hard one, man. I mean, <laughs> there's so many cool people. Uh, you know, I'd probably have to probably have to say Ryan Held, and yeah. I say that because Ryan, not only is he fast, but he is a he's a great friend and a great dude before he would ever be considered like any sort of swimmer. And I think that's what makes Ryan so unique and so special is when I, when I first met Ryan, he like sent me a cat meme and that was like how we got to know each other. It was like through <laughs> memes and just weird stuff like that. But he's just like a normal down to earth dude. That's just as good natured as you'd ever meet. And Ryan and I have always kind of had a special relationship in that sense where we're fierce competitors, but at the end of the day, we just like to have fun and just, you know, enjoy each other's company basically. So Ryan's probably one of the coolest dudes I've ever swam with or swam against. Gotcha. There's nothing like, uh, there's nothing like competing against a bunch of Olympians and world record holders and NCAA champions in practice every day. So <laughs> that's true you could swim with one person dead or alive who would it be i mean so you can get laughed with george washington or, or you can get him with michael phelps wherever you want man who you, who you pick swimming I, for anyone i want that's a good question i don't know i'd uh let me let me let me think about that one <laughs> man that's a really good question yeah i'd uh I don't know. I'd probably have to say, 
honestly alive just to train with, I'd love to train with Caleb. Okay, cool. Caleb Russell. I, I think it'd be a lot of fun just to, even if I could just ride his wave and just feel what it's like to go that fast. Right. Absolutely. And Caleb, uh, he's a great dude too. So yeah. have you got to meet him a couple times? Yeah, actually. Well, Caleb and I, cause just with NCAAs, we, we, we were in a lot of the same heats and a lot of the same events. So we would make small talk together and dudes just as chill and as humble as you could ever meet. Like yeah. he's a, he's a great ambassador to the sport. Yeah. Love that guy. Uh, what was your favorite thing to like snack on at meets? Snack on? Uh, <laughs> I wasn't really big e- a big eater at meets. That was always my biggest problem. I didn't eat a lot at meets. Um, but if I was going to eat something, it'd usually be just like a banana or something along those lines. Something like- really easy. Yeah, I, I had a really kind of sensitive stomach. Like I'd, I'd yak really easily if I ate too much. So. Oh, no. Uh, and then what was your... Uh- what was your like pre-race like routine? Like I know in high school it was absolutely <laughs> raving the air guitars. So there, <laughs> hold on. Let, let me interrupt you real quick. Um, the fire alarms are going off in one minute. So I'm going to put myself on mute and just, um, have Luke finish this out. Oh, gotcha, man. <laughs> oh no. All oh, right. Gosh. You. Keep talking now. Keep talking. There's going to be some flashing lights. <laughs> Oh my all right, goodness. all right, he's gone. <laughs> Rip. Um. So yeah, you're raving <laughs> on the air guitar. I, I highly doubt that. Like, I'm guessing that changed once you went into college. Yeah, I got a little bit more dialed back. I wasn't <laughs> quite as unhinged, needless to say. But I, I still like to be animated and just be loose and stuff like that. But my my pre race routine it usually just kind of devolved into the same warm up, same songs, same way I would approach every race and just kind of the walk up and stuff like that. One thing that really I started to develop that was very unique. And this is, I don't know if anyone else does this, maybe this is just a weird me thing, but I, I, I really internalize a lot of my anxiety. I really hold it in. And so I found that for me, when I would get up behind the blocks, I could, I would start externally talking to myself and just kind of calming myself down. So I'd voice it and people could like hear me behind the blocks and be like, is this guy crazy? What's wrong with him? But for me, it was a way to, I could pair that, um, that external monologue with some sort of visualization of just like, like for example, letting like the air out of a balloon. And I could pair that with the external monologue and it would start to slowly settle my arousal level so i went so far on the, the anxious side i could be at that prime performance that was one thing i really started to develop after auburn because I, I needed to find a way to just settle myself down a lot more it's you know being in a high high intensity environment in college i yeah i started to get really nervous before races so that was one thing i started to develop in nc state that really helped a lot for sure. What's uh what's your favorite event to swim? Like not necessarily the one you're the best at, but favorite one to swim. Favorite to swim? Oh, 100 IM easily. <laughs> well, I know it's not really an event, but I love the 100 IM. It's a great event. Why do you like why the 100 IM? Because the 200 IM is way too long and it's really hard and the 100 IM doesn't hurt that bad. Yeah, I'm a 2 IM, I can I can concur. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the 200 IM, it's especially a long course. That last 53 is just awful. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
Yeah, I mean the hundred I have because you can just it does not matter how fast you take it out. You're just going. You know, just... <laughs> yeah, you're you're switching strokes. I mean, every 25. So you just can you can just pedal to the metal. There's no strategy. You just race. I think that's why it's my favorite because there's it's not like the 50 where it's if you mess up a little bit, you're toast. It's yep. it's such that if you do it, you've got enough leeway where you can kind of mess up here and there and still be okay. So that's one thing I really like at our conference meet is that they the Summit League has the 100 IM, which I think is a great event. I don't know why the NCAA doesn't have it in there. I mean, imagine what kind of times would be thrown down, how fun that'd be. I think I saw a video of Caleb Dressel swimming the 100 IM, and he dropped like it was it was in the 40s. Oh, yeah. Oh, it yeah. was it was so fast. I that was insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul's uh, currently out. So I'm I think we're pretty much good to go. Cool, man. Yeah. You got any closing thoughts? No, you know, honestly, I think for if any younger kids or just even kids that are still swimming um, that are watching this, I really just encourage them to take care of their mental health. I, I think that's a really overlooked thing. I think that's something in our sport that kind of doesn't get the coverage that it really warrants. And it's, it's one of the hardest sports. It's one of the ones that gets kind of the least, um, the least praise. And I think yeah. a lot of kids, especially in college, they're going through so much, they're dealing with everything, you know, focus on your mental health and don't be afraid to expect better from your coaches. And I think that's one thing that when I, as a coach now, because I had a lot of bad coaching experiences and I had a lot of people that were not very good at just being approachable and being human. And I think that's one thing that I've really had to, and not, not had to, but I've really focused on is just being a human for people, you know, like, I don't care what you go. I don't care if you turn into SpaghettiOs on the block. I just want you to be happy. And I want you to know that I care about you regardless of what happens in the pool. And so many times, like I would have a bad race and my coaches would just ignore me. They wouldn't talk to me. And I was just like, guys, this is not how you do it. And so, you know, I make it a point to always let my athletes know and the kids I coach know that you are a person to me first. You're swimming. I'm telling you, I'm on the other side. All those bad races you have, you don't remember them. You remember the good times and you remember the people that you're around. And I think that's, that's one thing that I really enjoy with this coaching experience is just being able to give back and being able to help kids that were in my position better deal with, you know, different situations and things like that. And I don't know. I've, I've just seen, so I've, I've had a lot. That's a whole nother conversation for another time in terms of the bad of swimming. You know, this is a lot of the good, but there's a lot of the bad that, um, unfortunately I dealt with, but at the end of the day, that bad is what helps make you into the person you are. And so thankful for all my experiences, good or bad. Yeah. Well, I'd like to thank you for coming on to the podcast. It's a huge pleasure to have you. We're talking an absolutely accredited <laughs> swimmer in the college scene. Just crazy. Well, thank you guys for having me on. This has been a blast. Um, I'm just, I'm just thankful that, you know, I have this opportunity I love your guys' podcast. I actually watched the last one with Nate. I thought it was great. So, <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yeah, I think we should be pretty much good to go.